We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Guys, we are previewing Monday night matchup against the Indianapolis Colts and the Pittsburgh Steelers in Indianapolis. Colts come in 4-6-1 and one record, Steelers a 3-7 and seven record. So your guys Cody and Derek here, and Derek not quite what we expected, especially from the Colts so far through 11 games, but here we are, not really a huge, like, you know, pivotal stakes matchup in terms of the AFC, like we maybe thought it might be. Uh, so, but what we do have is a uh, two teams that have really been struggling this year to find identities in themselves, and you know, two teams that have a lot of good stuff um, with their roster, but are you know flawed. They're young, they're inexperienced in some areas, and you know, it's going to be a very interesting battle. And I think for some people, Derek, and maybe this is us included, it's a look at like, man, whoever loses this is definitely going to be in the top 10, you know, for the draft order. I mean, I think it's going to be huge because, you know, if the Colts were to lose this matchup, uh, the Steelers would have the upper hand, I believe, because they would have a better record overall and they would have the the win against them. So nonetheless, with this game going to be very interesting and we're going to kind of break it down. What are your overall thoughts, man, just on this matchup from just face value here from Colts versus Steelers? Well, um, I will tell you this, even if the Steelers ended up winning this game, uh, that we would still technically have the better record than them because of the tie. Uh, they've had oh. their bye week already, but um, we haven't, right? So the, the bye week is going to mean a lot for us later in the week, uh, later sure. in the season here in a few okay. weeks when that matters. Because then, you know, we're going to see some teams jump us. We're going to see some teams fall below us. It's going to be interesting, but you're right. Not quite the Monday night matchup that we were kind of thinking this this uh, kind of thing would be right. Cause you know, we expected the Colts to have a winning record at this point, kind of expected the Steelers to maybe have a winning record. You know, they have, they have a good team around them roster wise, just, you know, both, like you said, teams that just haven't been able to put it together and it, for a multitude of different reasons. And those reasons being that, you know, the Colts offense has been atrocious. And then on top of it, the Steelers offensively haven't been able to put it together with their collection of quarterbacks and their best player has been injured for the majority of the season. 
but now he's back. So that makes it a very much a concern for me going forward into this game, knowing that one of the most dominant defensive linemen in all of the NFL is about to come into our building and take on this offensive line, which is allowed four sacks a game. Yeah, I was going to say that that's the biggest and most, you know, probably from a Colts standpoint, the scariest thing about this matchup is TJ Watt. We know the kind of player that he is, right? We know he's an all pro kind of player. And, you know, really you're starting two tackles that have struggled at times this year. You know, Braden Smith, more the vet guy, the guy that you feel more confident out there. But Bernard Ryman, he's had his ups and downs. I mean, he's a third round rookie. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to take those. It's just kind of part of it. Uh, but yeah, just that matchup of this Colts offensive line versus the Steelers defensive line. Uh, I think this has the potential to be a game changing thing in this game. Like, I really do think that. Like, if you let TJ Watt get going, it's going to be really tough for you to really do anything offensively. We already know kind of the handicap this team has, right? We already know how bad they've been offensively. And now you throw in the mix of TJ Watt. We've already seen what, you know, defensive linemen who are, you know, really good. Like we saw what Bradley Chubb and, you know, some of those guys were able to do a number of weeks ago on Thursday night football. You've seen what Josh Allen's been able to do. Um, you know, you even saw, you know, Brandon Graham a week ago. Like there, there's a lot of these guys that have given the Colts fits um, from the from the defensive end slash tackle position. Um, what, what do you expect, I guess, from how the Colts are going to try to limit the Pittsburgh Steelers best player on defense in DJ Watt? Well, I do wonder with now Jeff Saturday being the head coach of this team and him having a very big understanding of, you know, offensive line play and how to combat the best players on the defensive line. How do they, you know, make things work, right? Um, I wonder if there's going to be a situation where, you know, we've seen Frank Reich neglect to give any help on blocking wise to Bernard Ryman and a few others on helping them with, you know, chip blocking, right? Like right off the bat, the best thing you can do as a, uh, as a player, the best thing you can do is try to find a way to make it more level for Bernard Ryman to be able to handle the pressure of TJ Watt. TJ Watt is fast. He is very strong. And he's, he's smart about how he attacks things. So the best thing you can do is if you're going to want to try to get use him the best way in stopping him and getting pressure, it's to have someone out there helping him on the edge, finding a way to make sure that Bernard Ryman can get set and make sure that mano a mano, Bernard Ryman gets the best opportunity possible to hold his own. And the best thing to do is to either have Quentin Nelson shift a little bit more in this game or to have a tight end out there on certain uh, plays to be out there to chip TJ Watt, which allows Bernard Ryman to get himself set and just be leveled up with him. And that's the only way that you can really say that you can limit TJ Watt. And the best thing you can also do is, you know, have a few plays that shift to the opposite side of where TJ Watt is. Say you're going to run a, uh, you say you can run like play action, right? You want to run play action away from TJ Watt. You want to run, uh, you can run RPOs or you can run uh, straight shifts to one side where Matt Ryan will run to one side of the field as soon as he gets the ball 
and just look for somebody on the opposite side, right? So just trying to give it to where TJ Watt has to work for every rep that he has. So that's what the Colts need to do because if they don't, I've said it before. I said that, you know, when I said Matt Judon would get could get three or four sacks in a in the game uh against New England, I meant it. And sure enough, it happened. So, you know, this could be another one of those scenarios if Jeff Saturday does not account for what TJ Watt can do. Yeah, and also I want to throw in Alex Highsmith, who leads the Steelers with nine sacks at the other rusher, you know. So they have two rushers who are very productive. I think it's going to be a matchup to watch, you know, which side do they put, you know, each player on. Because I think you definitely could have an advantage at both, you know, against Bernard Ryman and Braden Smith if you're the Steelers. But I will say, as you look at the Steelers defensively, the one thing that you can't expose is their pass defense, right? If you can somehow hold up um, with your tackles, they are the 32nd team in terms of yards and touchdowns allowed. Although I will say they are in the top 10 with interceptions. So they get turnovers, but they allow a ton of yardage and a yeah. ton of touchdowns. So that is something that if Matt Ryan could get some sort of protection, Derek, the Colts can definitely expose this very weak Pittsburgh secondary. Yeah, uh, it's been weird to see like all season how bad this defense has struggled at times. Uh, again, TJ Watt not being in the lineup, that is a huge difference, right? I mean, it's just like any other defense. You take Aaron Donald off of there, off of Rams, and they do, and they're not as good. Take Miles Garrett off the Browns, they're not as good. You know, it's all comes to fruition when a top 10 defender on the defensive line goes missing your team does not play as well. And of course, when the offense was not doing well at all either, this Pittsburgh defense, unfortunately, Cody, has kind of been the, what we kind of say the same thing about the Colts defense, right? Like they've been the victim of the offense not doing well, where they don't score, they don't stay on the field long enough. The defense is on the field almost longer than the offense is all the time. So they're tired. They get tired. They're getting shredded because they just don't, they're missing their best player. They're always tired. They're trying to deal with this stuff. But obviously now with Pittsburgh offensively figuring a few things out, and now that you have your best player, maybe one of the best players, probably the best player in the world at getting to the quarterback, it's really difficult to see them not getting better at this point, but you're right. They, they do force turnovers. That is one thing they do, but they give up the fifth most yards of any team in the NFL in regards to uh, yardage per game. Now, what do that, does that mean for uh, – they actually, ironically enough, only give up about the seventh most – uh, rushing yards per game, which is yeah. very ironic given where they're at currently, but they give up, uh, they give up the most yards per game in passing. Yeah, so exactly. it's, uh, it's really funny. Uh, to it seems that's very, how that goes. It seems very face or famine with Pittsburgh. It's like they get the turnovers, but they also allow the most touchdowns. So like they're the third in terms of interceptions, but 32nd in terms of touchdowns allowed. So like very feast or famine with this group. Yeah. And you're, but you're right. Like big player bust basically exactly. for them. So they haven't had TJ Watt, um, which I think will just contribute. And I think their defense, you can't get any worse than it's been passing. 
Um, so I think it's going to, you know, that's just something to watch. If you can protect, they are very, very susceptible to big yardage and big touchdowns allowed. And that's good because the Colts have been really not great. Although from a yardage standpoint, the offense hasn't been bad. They've been, I mean, they've been about average in terms of passing yards per game. But then you get into the the touchdowns. I mean, the Colts are the 27th team in terms of passing touchdowns. They only have 10 on the whole year, Derek. So it's kind of bad versus bad there. Um, to see which unit will come out on top, you know, which unit will be able, will the Pittsburgh Steelers be able to hold uh, with touchdowns? The Colts have only, you know, haven't been doing well in that department. Um, and then just the turnovers. I mean, the Colts come in and they are not great in terms of turning the ball over either, Derek. I mean, they have 10 interceptions already this year, which is 25th in the league. So they're in the bottom you know, portion of the league in terms of turning the ball over. So that is definitely something to be aware of. Um, and it should be a little bit of a, concern it definitely is for me that the Steelers take the ball away at such a high clip and the Colts turn it over at such a high rate um, I think that's something that, that that Pittsburgh will definitely uh, look to expose in this matchup but also you do look at you know talked about like how Pittsburgh is really good at stopping the run and the Colts you know I know Jonathan Taylor's had some moments this year but they're, they're one of the worst rushing teams in the NFL too so I mean we'll see I think stats are very misleading because Taylor had missed some time but you know, Pittsburgh comes in and it seems like they're going to do their part in terms of slowing Jonathan Taylor down. And they're going to kind of force Matt Ryan in this offense, you know, to sling it a lot more. And uh, so that's going to be just interesting. Can Matt Ryan take care of the football? He hasn't really been able to do it this year. And that's a big if, if he can take care of the football. So what are your thoughts overall just on kind of the the bad versus bad with the Steelers offense and the or Steelers defense and the Colts offense? And then also kind of the the good versus bad in terms of the Colts offense turning the ball over and the Steelers taking it away. Yeah, the the bad and bad, I mean, you're right, which one's going to give more? And unfortunately, yeah, it, it's one of those situations where the Colts, while they haven't been able to run the football very effectively this year, you know, and it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better. You know, Cameron Hayward in the middle of that defense as well, one of the best defensive tackles that's never talked about uh, and he's really good at what he does. And then, you know, we, the funny thing is like Matt Ryan, you know, has from a passing perspective has taken care of the ball pretty well. Uh, obviously the fumbles is the biggest issue, right? Like he has seven interceptions on the year. I mean, he's played in what nine and, uh, nine games. So, you know, seven interceptions to nine games, is not terrible. It's not good, but it's not terrible. But then again, it's the fumbles of not being able to hold on to the freaking football year. That's been the problem. Uh, but you're right. It, it does still concern me, though, that this is a team that is a big play or bust when it comes to this defense. And I mean, I wish I could say I was confident in our ability to take that over. If this offensive line was even semi-competent, then I would say I would take my chances because I felt like we would at least give Matt Ryan a chance, right, to be able to make those plays. But Matt Ryan's not throwing the ball deep. Uh, that's been an issue all season. His arm is shot. Uh, you have an offensive line that can't protect more than three seconds, uh, and especially against this defensive line they're about to face. I don't know if that bad for the Colts is going to overwhelm that bad of the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially with T.J. Watt coming back. So that's what I'll say on that matter. 
Yeah, absolutely. One more factor talking about good versus bad. Colts are the 30th team in terms of red zone touchdowns this year, red zone scoring. Pittsburgh comes in at the 15th. So they're not great at it, but they're certainly a lot better on defense against, you know, in the red zone than the Colts are offensively. So that'll be one to watch as well. Um, yeah, so there's there's a lot of factors here. Um, I think we've kind of covered the main ones here. It really will come down to can the offensive line do anything to give Matt Ryan time. And if they can, it's probably going to be a long day for this Colts offense from what we've seen this year. Yeah. Now let's switch it over now to the Pittsburgh offense versus this Colts defense. Derek, we already know what this Colts defense has been able to do. I mean, my goodness, you look at like the, they played multiple elite quarterbacks, MVP runners this year, Patrick Mahomes and, and Jalen Hurts last week. And they have done a phenomenal job on both guys, you know, limiting their offense, and should have beat the Eagles. I mean, their defense, literally Derek last week, gave the offense three opportunities in their own territory. They, they forced turnovers, or they had them turn it over on downs. And the offense only scored six points. So we know what this defense can do. Um, we already know, like, you know, they're obviously have been really, really good at stopping the pass this year. They, they, they have been. They, they've been able to really uh, – limit what teams are able to do offensively and really force them, even if they allow some yardage sometimes, um, they've been doing a good job at, you know, forcing teams to settle for three, which I think is definitely huge. Um, you know, they come in right now as you look at it, they're the seventh team, you know, they're top 10 in terms of passing yards and passing touchdowns allowed. And they are just right outside of the top 10 at number 11 in terms of rushing yards allowed. So this team, this defense has, is a top 10 defense right now in all categories. And, you know, they've done a great job. The one thing they are lacking, obviously, um, has been, you know, the turnover you know, department. They haven't really got a lot of turnovers this year in terms of interceptions and, and things of that nature. Um, that's definitely, if there is an Achilles heel for this defense, it's definitely been it. I mean, they come in, they've only intercepted the ball four times this entire season, Derek, yeah. which is just kind of crazy. And they come in as a 22nd overall defense in terms of turnovers. Um, so what are your thoughts just on this Colts defense versus a Pittsburgh offense, which we talked about? It's one of the worst in the leagues. You know, they're 27th in yards, 28th in points. They turn the ball over 14 times this year, which is, you know, bottom half of the league. Um, and they have, they come in with one of the worst passing attacks uh, and one of the, you know, in the twenties in terms of running the football as well. So, you know, one of the worst offenses in the NFL through these 10, 11 weeks, what are your thoughts overall um, on how this Colts defense can potentially take advantage of this Pittsburgh offense that kind of like the Colts offense has not really done a whole lot this year. Yeah. I mean, like you said, this Colts defense has pretty much been in a fringe top 10 defense, given everything that has, you know, been put on them because of the inabilities of the offense. You know, I think that if the Colts, uh, if the Colts offense didn't put, the Colts defense uh, on the 40 yard line or even further in, then I think Indianapolis would probably do a lot better uh, defensively and not giving up as many points. But yeah, th this defense has definitely done its job this year. Uh, this was exactly the kind of defense that Ballard and formerly uh, Frank Reich wanted coming into this season. This is exactly what we wanted. But obviously, when you look at the rest of it, it just hasn't worked out. But going up against this Pittsburgh team, 
you know, Kenny Pickett has come in since I think what was a week three, week four, and has pretty much taken over the responsibilities of that situation. And, you know, Kenny Pickett, he's still a young quarterback that is still learning. He needs to improve on a lot of things. Uh, he's starting to get a little bit more of a movement, but I mean, this is a team that, you know, hasn't really done a lot offensively. Like you said, they have a lot of issues, mainly that offensive line. You know, they, what, they had to re- completely rebuild their offensive line this offseason. I mean, most of their guys, I think four of their five guys either retired, went to another team, or just quit. You know, like, I mean, they're, they're, they lost all of them, and they had to replace everyone. So, you know, it's... It's kind of the similar a similar scenario when it comes to the Colts and Steelers, even though the Colts really didn't lose much of people. They still kept their core, but they've just been bad. The Pittsburgh Steelers just lost everyone, and they've had to replace it, and it just hasn't really been great for them. This is one of the few matchups that if the Colts don't get pressure on Kenny Pickett, I will be very upset. Because this is an offensive line that has given up a lot of pressures. It's given up a lot of sacks. This is and it's an inexperienced quarterback. This is a, a very favorable situation for Indianapolis and that front to be able to finally get some pressure. Uh, and that's what needs to happen in order for Indianapolis to take advantage of a bad offense. I honestly think, you know, if Pittsburgh gets if they score two touchdowns, I think the Colts defense is having a bad day. Like that's how good this defense has been. And that's how bad I think Pittsburgh is. So I think the Colts will keep it within, you know, 10 to 13 points, honestly, with how good they've been playing, what they've been able to do, what they've shown you this entire season. You're right. This defense, the expectation is they're pretty much going to shut down this Pittsburgh offense from start to finish. Um, I really do feel like that. I think it's going to be a slugfest out there. And you're right. You know, Yannick Ngakwe has been coming on really recently. Um, He had a sack and a half a week ago. I expect him to continue. He leads the Colts right now at six and a half. I expect him to just continue to, you know, hopefully expose these Pittsburgh offensive linemen. And then I want to see Dio Adangbo just just continue to ascend into what he's going to be. Because I think he's had some nice games here. I would like to see him get some consistent pressure and maybe have a you know, just have a sack or two in this game and really start to build his confidence even further, you know, depending obviously with Quiddy Pay, we'll see, you know, with this injury, what happens there. But yeah, I expect this defensive line, especially to really take over this game. I think Buckner and Grove, we already know what they can do in the middle, but if you can get these edge guys going, I I really think it's going to be a long day for this Pittsburgh offense that really has shown nothing this entire season. You're playing against a rookie quarterback. So we give a great opportunity here to uh, really expose this Pittsburgh offense in a lot of ways. And so I really expect this Colts defense to come out firing in all cylinders. And, and if the, yeah, you're right. If they, if this is like, if Pittsburgh scores 20, it's a really bad day for this defense. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, when you just look at the stats of everything going on, I mean, again, we think the Colts offense has looked bad this year. I mean, just look at this. I mean, when it comes to rushing, uh, Najee Harris, who has at times been talked about being benched, like that's your that was a guy that you picked up in the uh, in last year's draft that you were you were absolutely happy to get. I mean, this is a guy that has been that was phenomenal his rookie year, and then this year, like 
they say he, he's literally, what is he averaging? Like less than four yards a carry right now. I mean, he has 150 carries. He has the same carries as Jonathan Taylor, Cody, but has a hundred, almost 150 less yards yeah, on the same carry. And he has the same touchdowns as Jonathan Taylor, too. So, again, say whatever you want about the Colts not being able to run the freaking football. They haven't been able to run the freaking football with their yeah, best Taylor, running back. Taylor is literally a yard more per carry than he is. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> that's, that's saying something, especially for as bad as our O-line has been uh, blocking for him. That That's bad. And then when you look at receiving-wise, their number one receiver is uh, Friermuth, their tight end. And he's he's got 44 catches this year, Cody. 44. That's literally averaging four catches a game. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, Michael Pittman's our leading receiver, and he's had 67. You know, like 67 for 678 yards and a touchdown. So he's averaging 10 yards per catch. But uh, that's just, that's incredible that like their number one receiver is a tight end. So yeah. they're not getting efficient uh, receiver options right now. Because, you know, they traded away Chase Claypool. So you ain't got to worry about that uh, opportunity anymore, right? So your, only, your best option is Deontay Johnson who has been limited this year by the quarterback play and then has also had some injuries to deal with this year. So he's not been 100%. And, oh, by the way, when we're talking about the injuries coming up, uh, Cole Mason, their, uh, or Mason Cole, their um, center, he's questionable to play in this game. Uh, it's a couple of their backup skill positions, Jalen Warren, uh, Miles Boykin at wide receiver, they're questionable to play. So, you know, this is a very depleted offense for Pittsburgh right now. And it just seems like for a defense that this year is, you know, right near the top 10 in points allowed per game, uh, one of the a top five defense at stopping the pass and, 11th at stopping the run, I could only imagine guys like Stephon Gilmore, Isaiah Rogers having a field day with what they want to do. This is a game where Gus Bradley, if you're ever going to blitz somebody, just have some fun with this one. Seriously, because this could be a one that you could throw a lot of different looks at a, at a, at a offense that is struggling. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will say George Pickens is always somebody you got to watch. You know, he's a very talented wide receiver. Um, I do feel like Pittsburgh does have some nice weapons, like Johnson you talked about, for Firemuth as well as tight end. Like, it almost feels in similar ways to, like, what this Colts, you know, team is in terms of skill positions. Like, they have guys that are talented players, but they're just not getting a lot out of them, primarily due to the quarterback play, right? And so, you know, I do feel like, Pittsburgh has two guys that can move forward with at, at wide receiver. They have a tight end. So I would say just make sure that, uh, you know, you're doing your job in containing them because they are talented players still. And any day they can beat you. So, you know, they haven't been great this year, but it only takes a couple plays and Deontay Johnson goes off. We know the kind of player he is. We know what George Pickens can do. He's an athletic freak out there. So, you know, Pittsburgh, while their offense hasn't been good, you certainly can't just write off these wide receivers and tight end. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Can't be, can't take this team for granted. We know how, we know how it goes, uh, especially when you take an opponent too lightly. Uh, and especially, you know, it's going to be a Monday night football game. 
you know, yeah. all the eyes are going to be on you. You know, you, you need to make sure that, you know, you're playing your A game, especially defensively. Uh, I just, I just wonder, cause you know, the, the defense has been really good the last few weeks. I just wonder, you know, is this going to be a game where the Colts offense struggles again and the defense just can't catch up? I, I, I just wonder. Right. And also it's Mike Tomlin. Um, we know the kind mm-hmm. of coach he is. He's a great head coach. And let's be honest, the Colts have not necessarily had great success against Pittsburgh in the past here, yeah. in past, especially they the last haven't. decade, you know? So like all those things are factors, man, in this matchup. I mean, regardless of how this team has looked, Mike Tomlin is, I think, one of the best head coaches in the NFL still. Um, this is the first year he's really had a losing record as a head coach of the Steelers. And that's dating all the way back to like, you know, the mid 2000s. Like that's how yeah. good he's been. So yeah, I mean, I definitely think for those reasons, um, you know, this could be a, a game the Colts do blow. They do lose just because of that. Um, but we'll see, I guess. It, it's going to be interesting. I think this is the the best opportunity the Colts have had in a while uh, to maybe beat Pittsburgh, you know, here at home and everything like that, have the home crowd behind you. But we shall see, man. It's going to be an interesting matchup nonetheless. Some some yep. weakness on weakness, some strength on weakness. We'll see. Yep, Absolutely. Cool. All right, let's go to score prediction. Score predictions here, Derek. I'll let you go first since you always let me go first. What is your score prediction for this game? Um, I'm probably gonna go with a 20 to 17 win for Indianapolis. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Lucas Oil again, uh, being at home and Monday Night Football. Like you said, I expect it to be a low scoring game. You know, the defenses on both sides. You know, they're playing really well. Uh, in certain things. So I think that both offenses that are struggling are going to find it difficult to score. So I'll just go with a 2017 win for Indianapolis. Cool. I think each team scores a touchdown apiece, but at the end of the day, I'm going to go Pittsburgh because of the history, because of the things we've seen. Um, So I'm going to actually go Pittsburgh 16, Indianapolis 13. I mean, I'm not going to give the Colts the benefit of the doubt to score 20 until they do it again. (laughs) I I feel you on that. I feel you on that. I I wish that it was – I wish that that was not an issue. I know. It's been a bad – it's been just awful this This team has literally scored 15 and a half points per game. Well, then I look at what Pittsburgh did last week offensively against Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati's not great on defense, but like – that's a team that just went to the Super Bowl a year ago, you know, and they almost pulled that game off. So you don't, you never know, you know, this offense could be finding itself. Doesn't look like they are, but they could. So yeah, cool. All right. Well guys, I think that'll do it for our preview here. Colts versus Steelers, Monday night football. I will be at this game. Derek, I know you'll be doing a live stream as well. Thank you everybody who is tuning in. Really appreciate it guys. We are nearly to 15 K here on YouTube. Be sure to help us out if you have not yet subscribed. Be sure to do so. Be sure to hit the like button, all those good things. We will keep you updated with everything Colts. That'll do it for this one, guys. Take care and go Colts.